Oh, good morning. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Rebel News Daily Live Stream. I'm your host, Sheila Gunn-Reed. And today my host is not the lovely and exotic and much beloved David Menzies. It is the lovely and exotic and much beloved Catherine. Catherine, how is it going? Oh, it's good, Sheila. I don't know if you remember at Halloween, I dressed up like David Menzies, so I do a pretty good impression of him. Yeah. <laughs> if we need me to <laughs> fall into the David Menzies role, I can do it. Well, folks, okay. <laughs> no, you do you. Okay. <laughs> you do you. Now, uh, before we get, oh, my Skype feed is doing that Skype feed thing again. And it always makes me so suspicious of Bill Gates because everyone's <laughs> like, he's the heart of all conspiracy theories. But he is the person who causes me the greatest difficulties in a day because of his crappy free software of Skype, which is me getting what I pay for, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But before we get too far into the weeds here, uh, here's a chance to promo your brand new show. Why don't you tell everybody about your new show, Kat? Oh, yay. So Misunderstood is launching officially on Rebel News Plus on February 15th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. My co-host, Nat Biasi, and I talk about culture and pop culture, music, fashion, but from like a conservative Christian point of view, um, we're both millennials so i apologize for that but if you are also a millennial or younger you might enjoy the show um so please catch it next tuesday at uh, seven o'clock eastern time and you can also listen to all our old episodes we're going to upload all of the full episodes next week and you can also listen to the pre-launch episodes which are available on all the uh audio platforms like Spotify, etc. So go and listen to Misunderstood when you have a chance. I think you're going to love it. I love it. So <laughs> yeah, I like it too. Like I, I like to know what the young people are talking about because, <laughs> you know, sometimes my kids are saying words and I'm like, then I go into like the cesspit of urban dictionary to figure out what they're saying. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. But, uh, yeah, it's fun to see a uh, younger conservative millennial and female take on the world because we're told by the world that you guys only think a certain way. Um, and it is, you know, the women's March way, mm -hmm. but you ladies take a much different viewpoint of the world. And it's for someone like me, it's good to see that there's some hope for the generations <laughs> behind me. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, <Yeah. laughs> I think it's exactly what you said. Like we want to talk about the things that, I think young people are interested in. And sometimes that's pop culture. Uh, sometimes that involves Kim Kardashian. It's unfortunate, but we want to still look at the things that kids, young women are looking at so that we can see what they're looking at and kind of like inform how they're allowed to think outside of that narrative that they're being told, like the, the slut march and all that nonsense that we're being fed. So it's an awesome opportunity to expand our view as conservatives into what the world is talking about and how it affects us because the generation that's coming up like Gen X or Gen Z, sorry, Gen X. I'm Gen X, I okay. think. Spice Girls are Gen X. I remember they had a song about it. Yeah. <laughs> but Gen Zers are growing up and they don't need to be put into that box of, of like multiple genders and SSRI addictions. Like we're allowed to explore other things, including conservative values. It's okay. It's cool. It can be cool. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, conservatives complain that we're losing the culture war, but we're not even fighting it by exactly. not engaging in the culture. So that's why I find what you guys, girls, ladies are doing is so very, very interesting. Well, I'm glad you're a fan, Sheila. <laughs> 
I am. It's not just my job to be a fan, but I am genuinely a fan. No, I should. <laughs> I should tell everybody what we're doing here today before we get too far into the weeds because there is a heck of a lot to talk about, oh, yes. including uh, Dave, one of our web editors, sent me this article. Um, it's I think it's from who wrote it? Oh, it's from Global mm. about how Global is shocked that Americans are interested in the convoy and they think <laughs> it's misinformation that is like spreading like a disease, like COVID and causing people to have their own convoys. And they're just not smart enough to figure these things out on their own and act on their own, that they have to be whipped up into a frenzy by conservative media in the United States. And I think it is just beautiful. Like th there's somebody at, at Global who is paid to watch Fox News. How do I get that job? Yeah, I know, right? I would love that job. <laughs> you have to be perpetually offended, though, Sheila. So I don't know if you can do it. <laughs> uh, I don't care enough about enough things to be offended about certain things all the time. Um, so what we're doing here, this is a Rebel News daily live stream. It used to just be hosted on Friday by Ezra Levant, but then the pandemic struck and there's more news than ever. And global news, I think that even though there's more news than ever, there they're just watching Fox News and writing stories about it. So thanks for leaving a big void for us <laughs> to just waltz into and fill, which is what we're doing here today. So uh, sometimes some of the best ways to digest and discuss the news is just the way we're going to do it today. Pull up a headline, pull up a news story and talk about it and yeah. share our opinions and hope react and hopefully <laughs> our friends at home will react with us now we are streaming on youtube but there will come a time i'm sure on the broadcast today where we have to say au revoir youtube but not goodbye to our youtube friends we would like them to join us on the other platforms where we are also currently streaming and we actually have four of those now it used to just be three but there are four free speech platforms or platforms that identify themselves as apolitical, non-political. They don't care about my politics, and that's how I like it. So those platforms are Rumble, Odyssey, and Super U. Um, and on those three platforms, you can support us by way of a Rumble rant, an Odyssey hyper chat, and a Super U shout. And if you send us one of those, that's a great way to interact with us, but also support the work that we do completely willingly. So you get your say, you get to interact with us, and you help us keep the lights on. And we are also streaming over on Getter, which is a new thing for us. I think we're into our second week of streaming on Getter. And I've made a concerted commitment to spend a little bit more time on Getter and a little less time on Twitter, because I'm giving my Twitter gold away to a censorship platform like Twitter. Why don't I just go have some fun over on Getter. So if you want to follow us, I don't know. What's your handle on Getter? Do you have a handle yet over there? I do, and I forget what it is. It might be what oh. my... I think it's the same as Twitter. I think it's K-A-Y underscore W-H-O-A. K-W-O, like K-W-O. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. But Catherine Krasinowski mine is, would be a, a yeah. good way to find me. Mine's not creative. You'll just find Sheila Gunn-Reed over there, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm over there She's and I'll the try to one. be over there a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one and the only. Um, let's talk to some uh, or talk about some of the news of the day now that yes. we have the nuts and bolts out of the way. Um, a woman stole a fire truck in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. And um, the, which is kind of an interesting story in and of itself. Like she, a lady stole yeah, a fire a truck. Lady. This doesn't seem like a lady's lady. crime. <laughs> Doesn't really seem like a lady's crime, but my favorite part of this article is I bet when I can you scoot a little 
I bet I can guess what it is. down to the bottom. Yeah. And the police say, there is nothing to suggest at this time that the theft is related to any protest or convoy. I wrote that part so down too. This, <laughs> it's like This is the addendum that we're going to have to see in all the news stories going forward is it wasn't it wasn't the occupying blue collar force in our city. Yeah. Um, it's just a run of the mill crime. But this is going to be shoehorned into everything or people will automatically assume. Yep. Yep. It's like a man set himself on fire. It's not abundantly clear that has anything to do with the convoy protests. Like, yeah, we'll get used to seeing that all the time. I I made the same note. It's hilarious. Well, and even if it like it's because I think we're seeing crimes attributed to the convoy, but also fake things Mm -hmm. being whipped up and then attributed to the convoy where police are forced to make a statement. Once they arrest somebody, they have to say, by the way, despite what you saw on social media and despite what all the politicians said after they ran with the rumor, no, I'm sorry. The convoyers didn't try to trap you in a burning building, as was the rumor that went around the world in Ottawa. Police had to come out after they arrested these people. Yeah, it doesn't even matter. By the time it's out there, no one cares about the amendum, right? Like, it's too late. The damage is done. Yep. Yep. But it's a funny story. It is. (laughs) It's just not a lady's crime. She drove one minute away from the fire station, which I think is very funny because, like, a minute? You only got a minute away? (laughs) That's, like, like two kilometers. It's funny. Uh, I'm just kind of happy because I think those big fire trucks are standard. Like stick shift. So I'm kind of happy to hear that a 28 year old lady can still drive stick. <laughs> well, apparently not well because she didn't get very far. She yeah. probably thought was like, this she isn't popped the like clutch. My, this isn't like my golf. <laughs> she popped the clutch uh, yeah. one minute away. <laughs> now, the thing that I was laughing uh, about before we came on air because producer AD's like, what is it? What story are you enjoying so much? Because I was sort of reading the stories that were coming. And it is the one from Global News. Um, We've got the MSN link, but it's a global news story about um, how misinformation fuels copycats in Ottawa convoy as it's gaining international support. So somebody at Global News sat in front of the TV for a night and um, watched Fox News and got paid for it. And I'm like, how do I get that job? That's what me and my father-in-law do together every single night. We're like, okay, you got your coffee? Okay, I got mine. Uh, we hurry up, finish dinner early so that because it's on like at six o'clock here. We hurry up, finish dinner. We watch Tucker, then we watch Hannity, and then we complain. That's <laughs> what me and my father-in-law do every night. And we complain about the world. And uh, somebody at Global News, this is their job now, and they watched Fox News Um all night and they watched Ingraham Angle and they watched Hannity and they watched uh, Tucker. And then they basically did a whole story about how if you're being mean, oh, and OA, oh no, they also watch Newsmax. So they threw a little flavor in there, but <laughs> they watched this and they just complain about how Americans are noticing how bad Justin Trudeau is and how, Canadians are standing up for themselves, and apparently that's disinformation. This, what you're watching, disinformation. Yeah, those people aren't really there. They're not really upset. They're not really holding signs and waving flags. It's all disinformation. Yeah, Dave calls it the Canadian contagion, <laughs> which is, I think, kind of nice. Um, nice. But 
Yeah, I, but it's just, it's so funny. And so it, it's a perfect snapshot of how disconnected the mainstream media is from normal people. They just think that this is, these normal people are just dumb rubes and they need us fancy people at Global News to tell them what the truth is because they certainly couldn't make up their minds for themselves without being whipped into some sort of hysteria yeah, by exactly. Fox News. It's so insulting. I have I've received like the same sort of... Um treatment from people that I know when they say, oh, you work at Rebel, so you must think all of these things now. And it's like, do you think that I'm so stupid that I didn't have my own opinions before I started working at Rebel? Like, I'm just some person that can be co coerced into believing some extreme things without actually believing them myself. It's extremely insulting. And it also goes with this whole elitist concept of like, if you don't have a university education, then you are stupid somehow and your your opinions are not valuable and i notice that when global news or ctv goes and interviews people at these protests they always pick people that they think sound stupid but it's like they're not necessarily stupid just because they don't use the same verbiage as you do and they don't have like a liberal arts education right. they're people with skills that you don't have and they're just different people they live different lives and you're trying to make them look like some country bumpkin or something that's so insulting and so elitist it's it boils my blood sheila it's interesting to see it finally happening to the rest of the country because this is how Albertans have been treated in Confederation from the very beginning. <laughs> they drive big trucks. They work blue-collar jobs. They, they're they just farmers. Um, who cares what they have to say? Even though we have extreme economic power, they really mm. don't want our input because we talk a certain way, and I realize that. I uh, Sometimes I'll get emails saying, like, God, that lady sounds pretty Albertan. Because I am. Um, and, it, you know, it, it's interesting to see so much of the criticism directed at the convoy. It's classist. Yeah, exactly. You, they, they don't discard what the people are saying. They will find a spelling mistake in a sign and mm -hmm. circle it and say, look at how stupid these people are. But what about the message? What about the message that drives people to leave their families now for going on two weeks because they don't feel like they're being hurt. And this is how you know this lady works for the mainstream media. She's standing outside wearing a KN95 mask. <laughs> At least her nose is warm. It's, it's how you know. out there. <laughs> That's how, how you, know. you can like it's put how you them know. out in the crowd too. Like I yeah. saw you, I saw you Especially... tweeted about that CTV van that they had to remove their stickers because of the danger that they're experiencing. And it's like, because of your attitudes towards the people at these protests, first of all, those people are extremely, extremely peaceful, nonviolent, friendly. Yeah. I was there on the weekend and I, I was shocked at how it felt like you were just among friends. Everyone that you yeah. saw was a friendly face and no one was wearing masks and everyone was smiling. Some people were wearing balaclavas because it was very, very cold. It's cold. But she's putting herself on this podium of wearing her KN95 mask and holding her CTV mic. And it's like, of because course- Because those people are dirty. That's yeah. what she's saying. That's she wants the to separate herself there. from the crowd so much. And I get that she's an, a journalist and she has to be objective and just show what she's seeing. But what she's seeing and what they're reporting are completely different things. And I think those journalists out there probably know that. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy from CTV Edmonton and- he was lamenting on Twitter uh, how they are peeling the stickers off the CTV vehicles because of safety. And I can you please show me where a CTV journalist has been attacked? Because I know sometimes they get yelled at, but that's not violence. 
Um, but yeah, by the way, must be nice. I, I can't imagine being this emotionally attached to a company vehicle. Like we're <laughs> out there in, a, in our own cars and this guy is somehow emotionally invested in the company car. That's a different kind of journalism life than what we lead. Yeah. But secondarily, I can't walk past a lefty, let alone a lefty march with my mic flash because they so viscerally hate us. They're the punch Nazi crowd that have been waiting for Nazis. They freaking punched They punched me. (laughs) They're the punch Nazi crowd who've been told that Rebel News is Nazis by, you know, Justin Trudeau, Catherine McKenna, the other people in the mainstream media. So when, you know, pro-Israel Sheila walks by, they're like, yep, that's a Nazi. I'm going to punch her. Pro-Israel. And I, you know, and I was like, (laughs) Well, pro Israel Nazi working at a Jewish owned company, yeah, but yeah. that's that's how brainwashed they are. Um and I was punched at a women's march. Yep. And then in the subsequent days and weeks and even years after that, it was nothing but a series of conspiracy theories written about me and the CBC about how I might have deserved it because uh, my mere presence instigated these people to violence. A and man, the last thing I said a man punched you. A man. So a you, man, a woman, and then, made a man punch you. Like, does that sound like something? Does that sound like abusive? My politics. Yeah. <laughs> my politics where my skirt was too you were short. At, exactly. And, and then the ladies skirted him away and then said that I was asking for it. And worse than that, they comforted him from the, I guess, physical exertion of having to strike <laughs> my camera into my face. Um, but CBC published a series of articles about how I could possibly have instigated this and, you know, about how the judge said that I had atrocious behavior, the judge who had actually never even seen the video, where the last thing I said to Dion Buse at DionBuse.com was, I'm just trying to have a conversation here. And he clocked that camera right into the side of my face. And no horror from the female, I don't know, the cat lady army that was in front of me. <laughs> no horror from them. They were just like, oh, Dion, are you okay? Like putting their hands on him and then telling me like, calm down. And I was like, don't you effing tell me to calm down. I remember seeing the <laughs> but, video. Uh, yeah. It was. It seems really... like a lifetime ago. I know. <laughs> that was uh, a long time ago. I remember actually during the pen, like during the lockdown, CBC did an article on Dion Buse and his guitar restoring <laughs> business and how it was the the article was posed like small businesses are actually doing quite well amid the lockdowns. Just look at Dion Buse here with his guitar fixing company or whatever he does. And it was like, wait, isn't that the same guy that punched Sheila? Like, why are you doing this fluff piece on a how like it's so manipulative, like how well small businesses are doing during the lockdowns? Like, no, I don't think so. Yeah. And second of all, this guy who yeah. is on record on camera punching a female in the face at a woman's march conference like pick a different guy my goodness well and even worse when we filed for access to information into the cbc about that because cbc is you know a quasi-government agency we were able to get the text messages back and forth between the journalist and dion buse once we realized what they had done and we were lighting them up the journalist was sharing that information back and forth with the guy who hit me. Yeah. Objective. It was very creepy and gross. Just very gross. Creepy. Really Not surprised, gross. but yeah. super creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so to see the mainstream media complain about how people are mean to them, 
I'm all out of caring. Yeah. I really am. I just, I don't have it in me. Yeah. I have okay, not let's yet keep moving on. Face, but I know it'll happen so, <laughs> one day. Yeah. It's a rite of passage here at yeah. Rebel News. Um, David Menzies can't take all the blows for all of us. Yeah. Um, and it'll, I guarantee you, it'll probably come from a man. A feminist. To you, a male feminist. Mm -hmm. Every time it's somebody, once you check their social media, they ha they'll have their pronouns in their bio. Yeah. For sure. An mm -hmm. ally. Yeah. Hashtag ally. Every time. It's so predictable. Um, we should, though, speaking of Canadian contagion, yeah, our journalists, yeah, this is from Ian Henneman, or I saw Ian Henneman saying tweet this out last night. Our journalists are facing more harassment and threats for doing their jobs. Hmm. Um, familiar. You can't, you can't call people neo-Nazi, white supremacist, bad parents. That's another one that's new, that blue-collar people couldn't possibly love their children as much as rich people. And so we need to get all these kids out of the convoy protest and rescue them from their evil blue-collar parents who definitely, definitely don't love their kids enough to take this stand for freedom. This is outrageous. This guy just gave it to CBC. And then CBC clips this angry dad and puts it on Twitter as evidence that CBC's being abused and not that parents are being abused. It's gross. Um, yeah. Are my children in danger for being in Ottawa right now? Tell me yes what, or what, no. What do you mean by in danger? I, you tell me. You're coming here trying to say that the children fact are that in the danger. Children is like are, getting involved. You got the like inside scoop because you guys are the messenger for the devil. You tell me right now. Are my kids in danger for being here? Should I send them on the first train out of town? Well, tell me now. It sounds like the Children's Aid Society is saying that. So you're saying involved. that my kids are going to get hurt? I'm not saying anything. I don't. Oh, the children need. that they put out the statement that I'm looking for your reaction. So you, so you want? You're telling me now that I should be getting my kids out of town. Because no, they're going to get hurt. The OCP's going to come in I'm here and do what to my kids? What, to do. what are they going to do? What? Because uh, you don't give a shit about nobody. All you care about is your no, paycheck. You sold your soul a long time ago. You sold your soul a long time ago. And you sold your soul a long time ago. You work for the devil. That's who you work for. That's who you work for. That's your boss. I'm here to talk about this thing. And I'm telling you, are my kids in danger in this city right now i don't know the future like i don't know i mean all i can tell well, you then is why that, are you coming here trying to act like you're, I, you're concerned about kids i'm here to talk i have two teenagers here that are in my car are they in danger yes or no i don't i don't i don't yes I don't, or no i don't know what the future brings i yeah, don't go fuck yourself then i'm right. telling you okay all right we should have warned people that there might have been rough language in there <laughs> but cbc goes up and says to them basically you know like what do you think about Children's Aid Society coming to snatch your kids? Um, not, uh, do you think the convoy is a safe place for kids? That would be a reasonable approach to this if you are an unbiased journalist. And that's what CBC tells me they are. I know they're not, but that's how they present themselves to the world. They come with this, you know, they're looking for an angry parent altercation. They get it. They clip it. They post it on Twitter and say, look how, look at the horrors that we are subject to. And it's like, you they just told a man, to him. like you told a him. man you're going, they're coming to take away your kids. That is the most important thing in the world to a parent, but uh, even more so, you know, like people talk about mama bears, but when you've got 
somebody like this guy who, you know, let's, let's just, you know, make him the avatar of things. And I don't know him personally, but these are the kind of folks where the government has taken their job away. They're stretched thin. They could lose everything. They're at the point. These are people who their politics are, leave me alone and I'll leave you alone. They're not professional protesters. So when they get engaged in politics in such a way that they go to Ottawa for two weeks, Houston, we have a problem. And so you've got a man who's lost almost everything. And then you walk up and say, you know, that one thing that you still have that you're fighting tooth and nail to give a better future for, they're going to take that too. Of course, he's going to get off the rev limiter. He's way nicer than I would have been. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm not a parent. That's so the guy, oh, by the way. Who is this? That's the journalist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to reserve my comments. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think, I don't think I need to comment. No, honestly. But yeah. yeah, he, he said that this is the kind of abuse that he's subject to trying to do his job. And it's like, what about the abuse that these people have been subject to for two years that inspired them to come to Ottawa. Can you at least understand that? No, they can't. They're the victim in this narrative here. And nothing happened to him. What's the worst thing that happened to him? Somebody yelled at him. You know what happens when somebody yells at me? I just walk away. Yep. It's you know, having at the end, skin. somebody somebody told him to F himself. Again, walk away. Yeah, why? The only time I really care when people are mad at me is if, I actually like that person or respect that person or if their opinion matters to me. If somebody I don't like and don't respect tells me to go F myself, water off the old duck's back. But this guy, he's really upset about it. It's heartbreaking to him. Well, this is what we're training people to do. I, I assume based on the picture that he's around my age, you know, millennial-ish. Um, and we are literally being, it's like that old thing where it's like the participation medal that's my generation. Everyone gets a trophy and everyone's feelings are protected and it's only getting worse and worse. But he's like, now these people are infiltrating and working for these massive media co corporations. And he's like a legitimate journalist now. And he's treating himself like a freaking baby. Like, grow up, dude. It's not like people say horrible, horrible things to me when I go on Twitter and I go in my oh, like, it's the worst. message requests. Mentions. Some, <laughs> yeah. Or those lists that I know Lewis was talking about this the other day. Like people put you on lists like haters and Nazis. Like I'm on several yeah. of those Twitter lists. People send me horrible, sexist, nasty, abusive things on Twitter. I'm just like, ha ha. It doesn't t take any more time out of my day or my thoughts. Like I don't. If my mother said things like that, it would hurt my feelings because I care for her. But any of these people who I don't care about, like, why is this guy getting so bent out of shape? It's crazy. Just move yeah. on with your life, sir. Yeah. Welcome to the real world. Yeah. Um, that's why these people get into like CBC journalism and not like real journalism or like actual productive jobs is because someone at an actual productive job is going to provide criticism to you. Yeah. And you obviously can't handle it. Now, Mr. Producer AD whispers in my ear that we should move on because New Zealand uh, is the latest victim of the <sighs> Canadian contagion as they say, and they have had a convoy protest at their parliament grounds for three days, and they're pulling old Jim Watson on them, Jim Watson being the mayor of Ottawa, and they started arresting dozens of protesters who were camped out on the grounds 
um, on the very third day of their protest against coronavirus mandates. And frankly, I'm surprised um, it took the police that long because New Zealand is a tyrannical health state at this point. They have that weird um, prime minister with her weird little teeth. <laughs> um, making all these weird edicts, and uh, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying any. I'm not making that a character judgment. I just that's how I remind. That's how I remember her. Um, and they've been one of the worst lockdown jurisdictions in the entire world, let alone the Western world, the civilized world. Um, so frankly, I'm surprised it took three days. You, I expected maybe the first 24 hours you, we would see stuff like this happening to peaceful protesters in New Zealand. Some of these videos are so horrible. I know that producer AD was just showing me um, the video of a naked woman being dragged out of the crowd. And like, I thought that it was a, a, like a doll, the way that they were throwing her around. I was like, that's a human being? Like her poor spine, they're, like this one right here. It looks Look like at a that. Doll. that. Were they pulling her hair? Yeah, they were pulling her by her Can... hair. These men, they couldn't have moved that woman another way. No. And then they try to cover her they're... up for decency, for dignity. But head first. Yeah. Like, just cover her head. Like, I thought we were uh, anti police. He put brutality. his knee on her head. Yeah. It's, oh my gosh. Look at oh this. My By her hair. That woman is not bigger than me. No. Like she's maybe 120 pounds. Maybe. Yeah, it's really sickening. Yeah, yeah Canada's oh. bad, but I haven't seen that happen yet. I mean, we've seen some stuff, but like pulling a woman by her hair like that. A naked woman by her hair, a naked, yeah. thin, tiny woman. And you can see by her she's hair. naked. She obviously isn't holding any weapons or stuff. Like, that's what they will say for excusing the police brutality is like, well, yeah. you never know what they're holding. They could have dangerous weapons. Like, she's nude. She doesn't have anything. You know that she has yeah. nothing on her. It's just highly disturbing, really upsetting. It's, it's gross. I don't know how those cops can go home at night to their wives. I just, yeah. I, it's, I have no idea. <laughs> they, like, their wives must have folded arms when they come home every day. I don't know. Like, yeah. do they have daughters? Like, just dragging a woman around by her hair? By her hair. Is that in the police training handbook? Somebody, if it is, please uh, chat us. I have no idea. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure dragging a nude woman across the grass by her hair, I'm not sure if that's in, like, the crowd control training. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not. I shouldn't be laughing, but it's, like, it's so obscene. I don't know how else to react. Just like this is the kind of stuff that you would think, okay, well, I might see this in Tiananmen Square yeah. or, or, yeah. you know, like one of the what during the Arab Spring or whatever, where, you know, the, the police who have no regard for human rights try to break up a protest. Mm -hmm. But it, seeing it in New Zealand, like a Commonwealth country, that's a little bit difficult to see. Yeah. Yeah. And what are those people doing that is so dangerous? Standing on the lawn, on the wrecking lawn. the grass, holding signs saying mandate freedom. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. They're the worst. <laughs> um, oh. Let's talk about the CTV I look, article. I love how they, sorry, this, that picture there, that video there, look how they block what's yeah. happening. Yeah. And it's not to preserve the dignity or prote protect, you know, the crowd from what's happening. They don't want you to video what they're doing. Because it's so atrocious what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's gross. It is very gross.
CTV article? Um, it's hilarious. Yes. This, Just to lighten the mood I, I a little bit. This. It's so Please. funny. <laughs> oh, let's so, so it says lifting restrictions could cause anxiety for many as unknowns persist. <laughs> Lifting restrictions is not going to cause anxiety for anyone with a brain, I think. I don't know. Should I not say that? Like, it's I, – I read the article, and later on, this um, University of Toronto psychologist says most people will probably um, resume their social interactions quickly. So it's like – so the, the title of the article really misdirects the entire, like, actual narrative of the article because the article is saying, yes, with with there being so many unknowns, that can cause anxiety, but probably people will be happy to go back to their normal lives and will adjust quite quickly. So the article title really doesn't tell you the whole story there, which is, you know, shocking, very shocking. But it's just so funny. This is our snowflake, like, generation. <laughs> I can't believe that these, like... You can tell how invested the mainstream media is in a lockdown. Mm -hmm. Like they are just so pro lockdown that instead of saying, you know, maybe two years of locking up young people, our old people, separating families, making public health the political issue, invading everybody's privacy, um, creating an entire biomedical class of second-class citizens, maybe that was bad for the psyche of the country. And how on earth are we ever going to repair the damage that has been done by all of this? Mm -hmm. That's where, like, normal people would land on this, but not the mainstream media. They're like, you know what the real problem is? Getting back to normal. Yeah. That's the worst possible thing for everybody. Uh, like, there's down in the article, Dr. Scott Patton, a mood disorder and mental health expert. What does that even mean? I know. I was going to say, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Are you a doctor? Sound like you he's a doctor because they would have said guy. doctor. Yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah, he's a, mood he's a guy. Uh, duh. <laughs> Name me an expert in many things then. With the University of Calgary said, anxiety can be heightened when people don't feel they have the information needed they need to assess the risk or when they don't feel supported by those around them. Okay, this is wonderful vagary, but I'm pretty sure that after two years of just the fire hose of COVID information being blasted into your face, you should be able to assess the risk mm -hmm. and make up your own mind. Like yep. you've got all the information out there, at least the stuff that hasn't been censored by you, YouTube. Um, you can find the information you need to make up your mind. And just make it up. If you are unsure where you fall on COVID at this point, where have you been? This lady makes me want to get new glasses because I think I have those. <laughs> just don't get those bangs in your face. <laughs> oh, I wonder I if bang um, I wonder if like viewership. I have. I should have looked this up, but I bet that viewership has been increased since COVID. Like, just the amount. Sorry, of of like mainstream news. Like, how are people? pre-COVID or were they watching less CTV news during the day? I bet they were because everyone now is stuck at home, not us, but most people are stuck at home with the TV on while they're on a Zoom meeting. I wonder if like it's better for business to keep this going. I'm assuming it is based on how they're reacting. I think, I, I think it's simpler than that. I think that um, if you want a media bailout, then you better enforce yeah. the government line. And the government line is lockdowns are good and you should not go back to normal. You should go back to the new normal, which is um, 
insanity and being a hermit and being an agoraphobe and a hypochondriac. Those, these are all things that were bad. People would have to go to therapy if you had agoraphobia and if you were a hypochondriac. Now that is a symbol of your virtue and you yeah. wear it on your face in a mask. Um, and so that's how quickly everything has switched. But I, I don't think it has much to do with viewership because I don't think people are watching the mainstream <laughs> media. I think that they might have tuned them out Long before, and I think really during the pandemic, the trust has truly been broken between the public and the media that they thought were telling the truth on a lot of things. And as it turns out, they weren't. Um, I think it really comes down to this is what the boss wants us to say. So we're going to say it. And I know that uh, CTV Bell Media, at the very least, they did get a hundred and I think twenty two million dollars in wage subsidy benefit from the lockdown. So they benefited directly from the bailout bucks meant for the lockdown. So if you, it makes sense to be pro lockdown because let the good times roll. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of money. $122 yeah. million. Oh, and yeah. And that's just in wage subsidies. That's not media bailout. That's not media subsidies. That's none of the sponsorships. That's, that's none of the grants. COVID wage subsidies. That's just COVID wage subsidies. And I think right after they got that money, they still laid off like a hundred and some odd people. Well, probably because there was nothing for them to do because no one's watching. So just no yeah. one's watching uh, and no one wants to get the news from a lady standing outside wearing a mask. They just don't. It just seems weird. Wearing a mask talking into a microphone. Yeah, it does seem weird when you're especially when you're outside, like you said. Yeah. I also I, I tweeted about this, but I was thinking about it last night, too, while I was dozing off. Um, it's funny how the narrative about the, the convoy in Ottawa, I've n I haven't heard a single politician or news outlet say that they're concerned that this is spreading COVID. Have, have you seen that? All I've seen is it's racism, it's no. blocking democracy, but like no one's concerned about freaking COVID anymore. Like all these people are gathered and dancing and it's like, that's not the problem. Like shouldn't, is, shouldn't that be the problem that you're concerned with, that this is some sort of super spreader event? But that's I haven't seen that mentioned once. So it's like, do we care about COVID or are we just calling everyone racist again? Like, I don't think they ever truly cared about COVID. I but think not even pretending what the no, I think what the pandemic identified is a group of people that are controllable. Yes. And the people who are the ungovernables mm -hmm. and who will make up their own decisions, medical and otherwise, but they're going to live their lives without being told how to do it by the government. That's sort of where society is right now. And that's why uh, the politicians are mad. And that's why they're not even talking about COVID at this point. They're just like, these working class people won't do what we told them to do. They, they've got to be all these other things. Well, and that's the thing, too. It's also the bigotry of low expectations. We have fancy elite pajama laptop avocado class people who automatically, by virtue of the job these people do or their socioeconomic life, their demographic, these people are such bigots that they think that working class people are just racist because they're working class. That's the absolutely the bigotry of low expectations. It's like saying that a black person would not know how to get ID so that they could vote. Again, yep. the bigotry of low expectations yep. is at play here. And we have the elites saying these people, because they won't listen to us, because they wear coveralls to work, 
got to be racist, got to yeah. be bigots. That's they're just who they are. They're just stupid people, and they're being they're being bought by Russia and foreign entities, and and they're being like you said, they're yeah. being like and Fox hypnotized News. into this <laughs> crazy like fanatic stance that they're they have now. It's like, or maybe they're just freaking fed up. But you can't attribute I any of their own by Tucker Carlson, though. <laughs> I love his, like, a bit confused, like, shocked face. He's like, what you're saying is too crazy to be true. Like, I love when he's listening to someone, especially when I have when that he's... face. I have that shirt. I have his face <laughs> on a shirt where he's just like. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. I love Speaking him. about being someone being shocked into stupidity, uh, there's Justin Trudeau. Um, he's saying, despite protests erupting nationwide against vaccine mandates and COVID restrictions and the occupying force of Canadians being in their nation's capital. Imagine saying that's an occupying force, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Those are Canadians. That's the country's capital. They're allowed to be there. Mm -hmm. um, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says Canada has never been so strong and together as we are now. You know what? He might actually be right here, yeah. but wrong in, against in who's you, united sir. against whom. Yeah. Why do we roll this? Look at that dumb face. The fact that Canadians stepped up to get vaccinated to almost 90% ensured that this pandemic didn't hit as hard here in Canada as elsewhere around the world. We stayed focused on following the science, on uh, promoting public health rules, and Canadians stepped up in their communities. They stepped up for their frontline health workers. They stepped up for each other. And Canada has been never been so strong and together as we are now. That's right. Where's the lie? We are. Yeah, I know. We, we are. are united and strong. Yeah, it's just not the way he thinks. But he wouldn't know that because he refuses to go outside and talk to the people literally outside that building where he's I think at. He, he knows. just I think he just cognitive dissonance. He's he knows, but he can't accept the view and he's just like terrified. Well, that's the thing. Like what is he going to go out there and say to them? They're going to let him have it. You think that guy from CBC got an earful? Could you imagine the earful that Justin Trudeau would get from these people after he's let them languish for two weeks without ever talking to them? By the way, has he aged like five years in the course of three weeks or is it just me? No. Yeah, he looks terrible. Like he's a good looking guy, although, you know, it's hard to see past his views when you when someone reveals who they are on the inside it's hard to see them as beautiful on the outside but he does look pretty bad for justin trudeau he's looking a little swollen a little like you know he does yeah puffy he's like he's drinking a lot yeah yeah that could be it too he's he's hiding i and look at him and i yeah like i look at him and I've, we've all had that look oh yeah i've looked like that you know like my my no. niece has a bachelorette party coming up and I'm going to look like that the next day. I guarantee you. But, you know, like his face is puffy and swollen and it looks like he's on a bit of a bender. And I have no scientific evidence except my own experience with these matters. He's looking rough like he's he is rough. drowning his sorrows mm -hmm. every night. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. It's like the whole country is kind of like united against you. Even his liberal MP. Uh, I forget his last name. Joel. You would know. You're smart. Lightbound. Lightbound. Okay. So he is no longer a liberal MP because he stood up and said that what we're doing is could he didn't even say it was bad. He's like, we might want to look at what these mandates are doing and we might want to like look at other avenues. And it's like, get out of here. But the fact that he even stood up as a liberal is huge. And I'm sure, you know, we're already seeing tons of conservative 
conservative MPs who have been silent for two years finally standing up and, and speaking out against this. So hopefully I'm I'm hoping enough liberal MPs come out and we can get like a vote of non-confidence and get Trudeau right out of there. That's just me being super, super optimistic. I doubt it's going to happen, but um, that would be cool. I feel like I feel like the tide is turning. Uh, I do too. Joel Lightbound, he resigned his position on committee, but he didn't resign as an MP. Oh, and I know that right. there was, yeah, and the, yeah, unless something has changed, which it could because things mm, are changing so fast. But I think he just resigned his commission or his okay, position. I thought he was like kicked out like Rick Nichols style, but I'm wrong on that. No, no. Justin Trudeau only prick kicks out prickly women. <laughs> he doesn't kick out prickly guys he's scared of prickly guys but prickly women particularly minority ones mm. arrivederci lady you're out of here <laughs> um i think there was a second liberal mp that uh sort of came out against justin trudeau yesterday ad if you wouldn't mind finding that um so uh, the it things have changed since yeah, thank you, AD. Things have changed since the beginning of the week. I was remarking at the beginning of the week that the liberals are just like the Borg. They are just all falling in line. They're just, you know, uh, our blackface leader is definitely not a racist. He throws out all these women, but he is absolutely a male feminist. Mm -hmm. And he is standing up for all Canadians. And he's the prime minister for all Canadians. And But he won't talk to the ones that disagree with him. And yeah. they were all sort of singing from the same song sheet but now some aren't and i don't know if they are political opportunists yeah yeah here we go would you want to open that from us please so we can read it unless we don't have a hill time subscription uh yeah so eve robiard said that he he's the chief he wants the chief government whip stephen mckinnon to apologize to him for dropping him from the House of Commons Defense Committee and sending an email to all liberal MPs about it. It sounds like he was dropped from the Defense Committee because he was a critic of the government's handling of the pandemic. So that's two now. Um, I don't think we're going to see Freeland break ranks with anybody. <laughs> that would I, be so funny. That would, be that would require thinking, and I'm not sure if she does that. Um, and Omar Al-Jabra, or however you say his name, he's he's fully invested in the these people are domestic terrorists mm -hmm. narrative. Mm -hmm. um, and I know right now, I, I think as we're broadcasting this, the Public Safety Committee is meeting because they want to deal with crowdfunding and how crowdfunding is used to crowdfund for domestic terrorism. And they don't mean like, the they don't mean isis or anything like that mm -hmm. they don't mean like the iranian revolutionary guard none of that stuff they mean i don't know this convoy and maybe the knights of columbus mm. oh my gosh we're definitely both of us are on like some sort of domestic terror list at this point which is so funny because you're a mom and a farmer and a journalist and i'm uh a journalist and we're just like trying to we just love Canada and we just want to see it free and just like the people that are down in Ottawa and I'm yeah. speaking 
from experience, I was there. I was ready. Like I would have, I would have been honest if I saw hateful people pushing people and yelling at citizens, yeah. and abusing store owners. It was the complete opposite. It was so peaceful. It was like it was therapy for the last two years for me personally, just witnessing what was there. So. Of course, they're going to label those people, those peaceful, happy people playing hockey and jump, jumping on bouncy castles as domestic terrorists. Of course. Why not? <laughs> Tamara's in the middle of a street party. <laughs> yeah. Like I was watching your video this morning and it was literally hard for her to work because <laughs> she was just in the heart of a street party in Toronto and is just cute little Tamara being Tamara. She's so but cute. she is an she's an enemy of the state, too. Yes, for sure. She's a hateful person. She's a bigot. Look at her. <laughs> Yeah, look at look at that bigotry just oozing out of her face and yeah. falling down, dripping down into her little cute little kids um, <laughs> that she homeschools. So, I, I mean, it's crazy, but this is where we're at. Like, I'll find out the hard way when I go to renew my gun license, just what kind of trouble I'm in with the government and how they consider me a terrorist. <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, I'm about this. to submit People... my PAL application, so I'm like, I hope I'm not on the list already, like... Me enjoy there. the wait yeah <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the wait while they go through every single aspect of your life and call all your past conjugal partners oh. uh that's fun and invasive <laughs> um <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, I know good thing i'm super boring <laughs> that's uh, we should uh by the way the uh convoy as you know, it's working. It's rattling politicians from coast to coast. Jason Kenney went from, oh, we're going to start repealing restrictions at the end of March to uh, end of February to middle of February to uh, right now. Like, <laughs> if we could have done it yesterday, he would have done it. Um, Scott Mo, same thing. The convoy lands in Ottawa and he's like, oh, press release time. We've got to drop restrictions. Um, so we're seeing provinces just sort of get wobbly now and realize that they've lost the consent of the governed, if you will. And the National Citizens Coalition, they have a video that they sort of put together of the convoy protests and how they're working. Mr. Producer, would you mind uh, dredging that up and rolling just a bit of it? It's kind of fun. Small fringe minority. Small fringe minority or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views. It's time to stop with the division and the distractions. It's time to choose positive, not coercive methods. It's time to unite. Peaceful, law-abiding, hard-working, freedom-loving truckers who have kept my family and yours alive throughout this pandemic by putting food on our table. Thank you. It's time for us in Saskatchewan to look at ending all of the remaining COVID measures and restrictions that we have in place. What's necessary is your freedom. What's necessary is getting your life back to normal.
Look what Fox News did to all those people. Just got them all out onto the streets like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Russian, the Russian influence definitely riling those people up. They don't know what they're doing. They're just being influenced by there's foreign a, agents. There's, there's one more thing I saw announced today that the truckers, I think, did. And I will attribute this directly to the truckers by proxy because the truckers claimed the head of Aaron O'Toole. He would still be leader if not for the convoy movement that sort of empowered uh, the conservative caucus to rebel against Aaron O'Toole and get rid of him. The conservatives have dropped their support for carbon pricing. So Aaron O'Toole's carbon tax or levy, I guess he was playing word games like Jason Kenney with the restriction exemptions program, which was a vaccine passport. Yeah. <laughs> he said it definitely was. And I'm like, but it does vaccine passport does this and your program does that, then it's that too. Um, so yeah, they dropped the support for carbon pricing. Um, so uh, that's another thing I think. Thank you, truckers. Thank you, truckers, for reminding the conservatives that pricing our cars and the air we breathe is not a conservative value. Mm -hmm. Thank you for returning to conservatism in a small way. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how uh, it ha it took a nationwide protest, ongoing still, to remind the Conservative Party that they are to oppose the government on certain things or all things. In their opposition, instances. they really should be doing that. It's right in the name much all the time. It's right in the name, <laughs> official opposition. Um, now, uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, Ontario Premier Doug Ford considering speeding up reopening timeline again. Thank you, truckers. Um, this is, again, the truckers obviously rattling the government. I don't know how Doug Ford even calls himself a conservative at this point. Uh, I think Ontario is the—you guys are living through the longest lockdown in the world, right? I believe so. I think he's bragged about that before. We had the toughest lockdown in the world for sure. Well, in Canada. One of the toughest in the world, he said, I believe. That's what he said. Yeah. And he bragged about this it. This is, like, I it's think— a good thing. This is the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor. This is the Coots border crossing, which Jason Kenney said was like three dozen trucks. They always Look say it's that. a couple thousand, couple hundred. Like, okay, yep. That's billions and billions of dollars of heavy equipment just at one border crossing. Now, the Ambassador Bridge, I think it's responsible for one, qu one quarter of all the cross-border trade in the economy every single day at that one bridge. And it's being blocked right now. And I think... That's going to force the hand of Joe Biden to do something. Hmm. And if Joe Biden drops his cross-border mandate, then what's the good sense in Justin Trudeau keeping his? So Biden might actually do something good for Canada for once instead of canceling our pipelines. Um, and it'll be, again, thank you, truckers, for blocking the Ambassador Bridge and, you know, short-term pain for long-term gain. Mm -hmm. Well, good sense has never really been Justin Trudeau's strong suit, I would argue. Um, but we have David Menzies and Isabel who are heading out there as we speak to cover what's going on yep. at the Ambassador Bridge. So that's going to be really exciting. They're going to stay there for a few days, I think. Yes. So, yeah, I think it it might just only take a few days before this breaks the Americans. Um, and if the Americans are broken, then the dominoes will quickly fall um, for Justin Trudeau also. This is just... I mean, this is a catastrophe for the Rust Belt, by the way. Um, any of the trade going back and forth between, you know, Ontario and Windsor or Ontario and Detroit, Windsor, um, the entire Rust Belt area. This is 
I mean, look at it's all trucks. It's all truck traffic, by the way. This is not commuter traffic yeah. and, and citizens being inconvenienced. That's the economy. Yeah. Truckers. I never had so much appreciation for truckers in my life or knowledge or, you know, they weren't didn't take up a lot of space in my mind. But now they do. And I'm grateful for the education. But how important they are. These are my people. <laughs> These are my people. Um, my husband works in oil field trucking. He's not a truck driver anymore, but he works in oil field trucking. And uh, the farmers showing up with their combines and their articulating tractors, which are like a million bucks, and just parking them on the border. Um, it's it's good to see my people setting the country free. Yeah, warms my heart. Yeah, it is very heartwarming. It's I've never been so oh, like inspired by Canadians, not even during the Olympics. Like I used to love watching the Olympics hockey. It's none of that is pale. It pales in comparison to this Canadian pride I'm feeling. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. Uh, and it's the normal people. That's what I really love about this. It's not a, a political, like they are changing politics, but this is not backed by any party. They're not supported. It is entirely grassroots, not centralized. You know, we've got, Convoys being organized in cities independently. These these are just normal people who have said, no, not that today, not anymore, not anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, we should get to uh, New Brunswick uh, on the flip side of not being uh, normal and listening to the convoy and um, changing their minds about certain things. New Brunswick has been actually one of the worst. Um, it started off with... Uh, a fight the fines case we had where an, a man was ticketed for eating a muffin in a Tim Hortons parking lot alone in his car. He was given like a $300 ticket. And I was like, that's crazy. Let's, let's help this man. We did. We got his ticket tossed out. It was like a whole rigmarole with the police down there. They wanted me to pull my video down because it was embarrassing to the police. And it was just a, it was a lot, but it, then they moved into ticketing churches and setting up check stops outside churches because churches were not closing when they said to close. And it, they've been bad all along. And now they've made a change to the emergency act to address disruptive protests. Boy, that sure sounds vague. Yeah. Um, it says New Brunswick is making an addition to its emergency act in response to a protest convoy planned for Fredericton, New Brunswick this weekend. Uh, Pre-crimes. <laughs> so pre uh, Minority report. Pre-crimes. Yep. Uh, this weekend, it, it's considered it will gridlock the city. And it's funny how they don't do this sort of stuff when Extinction Rebellion is shutting down entire cities for mm -hmm. hours upon mm -hmm. hours on end. Um, and really, their only goal is disruption. That's all they want. They don't want to change things. They want to stop human progress. Uh, they want to block Canadian jobs and annoy you. That's all Extinction Rebellion <laughs> yeah. hopes to achieve. These people, these this convoy, they are convoying for normalcy. They owe are the outrageous thing that they are asking for the rights they had in 2019 back. That's the worst thing they're asking for. And they're enacting new laws to stop them from asking for it. Yep. And Justin Trudeau thinks it's unacceptable. It's just so funny what he what he said about he'll meet and join protests like BLM that he agrees with. So it's like, I feel like he doesn't understand the concept of a protest because it's like, 
we're protesting what you're doing. So you, if you were on board with it, it wouldn't be much of a protest. Now, would it, Justin? They're trying to well, stir things up. Yeah. But also, you are the prime minister for all Canadians, not just the ones you agree with, right? So you do have to suck it up, uh, take a breath mint, get the liquor off your breath, and go <laughs> out there and talk to those people. You yeah. know, you, you're their prime minister, too, whether you like them or they like you. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're the prime minister for all Canadians. You just didn't campaign to be the prime minister of Toronto, Montreal, Vancouver. That There are other places in this country, and you they deserve to have a prime minister listen to them. Mm -hmm. It reminds, think, makes me think of, like, he's a father. Like, what does he do when his kids protest against his doctrines does he say i'm not going to talk to them until they agree with me like you you have to negotiate this is how things work you give a little you take a little you talk you understand i don't negotiate you learn, you with my kids <laughs> i don't negotiate with terrorists and i don't negotiate with my kids that's hilarious well i don't have kids so i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> well i should write a parenting book um <laughs> by the way the the updates to this new law in new brunswick which continues to be one of the worst provinces in this country um, we should be taking refugees from there to Alberta <laughs> and Saskatchewan. Um, the updates prohibit stopping or parking a vehicle or placing any item in a way that contributes to blocking the normal flow of traffic on any road or highway. That's to stop the convoy from slowing down traffic. Mm -hmm. Here's the part that they're attacking the GoFundMe or Give, Send, Go or whatever. Participating in financing, organizing, or aiding any interruption of the normal flow of vehicle traffic on any road or highway. This includes delivering fuel, food, drink, or other supplies to anyone who is attempting to interrupt the normal flow of vehicle traffic. What is the normal flow of vehicle traffic, by the way? I mean, because like, sometimes traffic is snarled. Maybe that's the normal indication. Yeah, like of, what if someone of, gets in an accident and there is that slowing the normal flow of vehicle traffic? Like, what if I straight sprain to my Gitmo. ankle? Yeah. <laughs> in New Brunswick, they send you to Gitmo. You're just like Omar Cotter, except without the ten point five yeah, million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Without the apology. Now, also, they're preventing people from supporting, the, publicly supporting. The protest and this is the real problem is because they don't want a replication of all those visuals of canadian cities and towns just pouring out onto the highway to support the truckers as they go by mm -hmm. because that shows how this is a nationwide unifying movement so they don't want any of that no. turning up anymore that's horrible so they also say stopping or gathering with others along the side of any numbered highway is illegal <laughs> What about... They, but not just... They won't even just ticket you. They're going to seize your vehicle if you do this. They will confiscate your vehicle. So the province says the following items may be seized under the new updates. Any vehicle obstructing a road or highway, supplies being delivered, including fuel. These guys have gone full Ottawa City Police. Uh, people have a right to protest. I don't know. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. Yeah, um, but they? we have to take the safety... Yeah. We have to take the safety of all New Brunswickers into consideration. People can be fined from $3,000 to $10,000 per offense. And corporations can face fines up to $100,000. And you can get your driver's license suspended for 12 months. This is crazy. I, I don't even know. It sounds like some North Korea stuff to me. Like, is this China? 
I'm so confused. I thought like China. Prime Minister China. <laughs> Trudeau says like people have the right to protest in a free and democratic society, but they do not have the right to block democracy and um, the, the economy. And it's like, but that's what this you've is been doing for freaking two years. You've blocked democracy and the economy. And I mean, I guess he hasn't blocked democracy because we had an election. So that's cool, I guess. But he's definitely blocked the economy. And I, I remember seeing some tweets on um, people were talking about during the honking, you know, the honks are ceasing now, but people are still obviously in Ottawa. But during like the heavy honking, people in Ottawa were saying, you know, people are like prisoners in their own homes and they have children and they're terrified and these poor people can't go about their daily lives. What's the lives. difference? Been 11 days. Think about the last two years. Uh, yeah. You didn't say anything then when children were being in prison in their own home and not allowed to go like little kids living what what happens when you're a parent and you live in an apartment building and you have a kid and you're working from home or you're not working from home and your kid is stuck in your apartment and they're not even allowed to go and play on playgrounds that was fine no one had any problem I mean, people did but they didn't the elites didn't the people on ottawa who are now terrified by the honks had no problem with that but the 11 days of honks were, were too much for them do these people want me to believe that I've, like, have they ever met a little kid? Little kids love trucks. They <laughs> yeah. love horn honks. That's what I know about little kids, little boys and little girls. Mm -hmm. They love to go look at trucks. Pull up a fire truck in front of a little kid. They lose their minds. They want to get in there and honk the horn, right? Yep. That little kids love that. Take them to look at the trucks. Tell, ask the trucker, can I pull your, your, like, can I honk your horn? The little kids will freak out. This is fun for them to say that they're in their house living in fear. Give me a break. Go walk amongst the trucks. Little kids love that stuff. They'll get free hot chocolate. They'll go have, get high fives. Oh, that's exactly. so cute. I used to play with Tonka trucks when I was a kid. So I can attest that little girls do like trucks. We still have the Tonka trucks that we played with when we were little, like the metal big sandbox oh, mine tonkas were, mine we were plastic those. by the time i was a kid it was all everything because i'm old metal would be Ours so are much all cooler just i bet they last longer tetanus, tetanus. <laughs> sharp <laughs> you had probably lots of cuts yeah big time <laughs> lot good times but yeah this idea that trucks are scary for little kids like there's an entire industry of manufacturing toys yeah. trucks for little kids. I'm sorry. No, I just don't believe any of this. Like you hear it and you're like, well, that might ring true. And some of the more like kids <laughs> look at the horrors. They're the just horrors. shaken. They're prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> They're so cute. But like the people, like the people who write these articles, they, they don't know anybody with kids. Like no. they've never met a normal little no, kid in their life. Condo dwellers, the avocado classes you say, and now I love avocados. Nothing wrong with avocados, but I like the avocado too. class take is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, they're sitting in their like 600 square foot uh, coffin mm -hmm. stacked on top of everybody else. And that's the life they live. And they don't know anybody who's got kids who do normal kid things like yep. play with trucks. They just don't. Yeah, look, this is what you do when little kids are like all cooped up because there's oh trucks on the God, street. Look how Go look at the trucks. Is. He can't even get up on that step. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> He's going to remember this forever. Yep. Oh, my God. My heart. I have a friend who's a tow truck driver. And when I was like a busy single mom, before I got married, he would pick my son up from school if I was couldn't get there in time in the tow truck, like the big heavy haul tow truck. My son still talks about it. He's 23. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, those memories are precious. Yeah. yeah.
Okay, let's get to some of these chats because we're way past yes. and I have a meeting at 11.30 my time. So I got to wrap this up. So Bezwanso753 gives us five bucks. Thank you to all. Keep up the fight of true news. Oh, I'm pretty sure I will. I'm pretty sure Catherine will too. Always. Fraser McBurney, my friend from Hamilton who just loves his cap locks fully engaged. He gives us five bucks. Not wanting to put more work on you, Sheila, but you could put a freedom of info on every document from October 2019 to now on every government in Canada. They won't return that to me. So you have to be very specific about the stuff they ask for or that you ask for. You have to be like very specific about the timeline and the things that you're asking about and the agency that you're asking it for. So I just can't say, like, give me every government doc. <laughs> I'll die. I don't have enough room for that. I'll need a, another C-can for those documents. Uh, C -can. Q, yeah. But I have a C-can of just rebel stuff here, by the That's way. That's hilarious. Uh, Q, Q Fibble gives us 10 bucks as greeting rebelettes. Oh, that's cute. That's cute. Yeah, we are rebelettes. Yeah. We should make hats. Yeah, I'm not opposed to just like having a the feminine name for us. I, I know there are people out there who are like, no, they're all actors. There's no yeah. such thing as an actress. Yeah, waiter. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm not offended. Server, server, or instead of like flight stewards and stewardesses, now they're flight attendants. It was mm -hmm. so boring. You're making yeah. the language so boring. Uh, Georgie Georgie gives us a buck. I miss the pessimistic and paranoid Ezra as opposed to the hopeful Ezra. Hi, everyone. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Like the, the truckers have also psychologically affected Ezra in unexpected ways. He's, <laughs> he's very so happy. happy. <laughs> and usually he's very emo. And I'm like, did you eat enough today? Can somebody get that guy a Red Bull? He's very down. I start, he starts listening to depressing music, but now he's got a spring in his step and he thinks the truckers are going to set us free. And so he so. might be right. Yeah. Paul Otto Newman, five bucks. After we win our freedoms back here in Canada, maybe we should fight a war of liberation in New Zealand. Yeah, those people are just living in the worst situation, I think, in the free world. And I don't know how you would lump them into the free world at this point, because they are basically indistinguishable from some of the more tyrannical Soviet regimes during the time of the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. TAC178, this is my friend from Twitter. Sorry, I'm sniffing. Uh, good morning from, yeah. Good morning from Seattle, ladies. The narrative is crumbling. The truckers are winning. They've informed the political landscape here in the U.S. We will prevail. Yeah, I saw Biden might get his own truck convoy. And unlike Justin Trudeau, his press secretary had a moment of, I guess, normalcy. But maybe it's because you guys are in the United States, so you do have a First Amendment. Must be. Nice. And she said, yeah, we were... Yeah, it's weird. Uh, she said we respect the right to protest. She didn't call them names or anything. Wow, Jen Psaki? Wow, <sighs> that's shocking. She, Ezra does point out, though, that she kind of does keep control of her emotions, which is good. Mm -hmm. Justin Trudeau definitely does not do that. He no. loses it she gets all those, the like, time. like, snake eyes. Those angry yeah, snake eyes. Yeah, like pinwheels. Mm -hmm. They just start spinning like pinwheels, and you know he's just going to come unglued and just say crazy things. Alberta Separatist gives us a buck. Freedom Convoy is clearly showing Canada's governments, federal, provincial, and municipal level, are all corrupt. Peaceful protest is being suppressed by tyrants in all politics. Speaking of municipal politics, Edmonton right now, which means that my county will surely follow, 
excuse me, they are d currently deciding if they're going to keep their own vaccine passport. And I think Calgary didn't have a choice but to agree to drop the vaccine passport because I don't think Airdrie and Chestermere, so the adjacent communities, were going to keep one. They were just going to open up and be free. And so when you have these communities with all the stuff you need so close, why would you go eat in Calgary when you could just go to the same chain yeah. restaurant in Airdrie and not be part of the biomedical police state? You can drive and your so, truck. But Edmonton, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Edmonton, though, is a different thing because there's all these, like, community bedroom communities all around Edmonton and what Edmonton does despite what the people in let's say Strathcona County voted for Edmonton does something and we just adopt it so that there's no business bleed outside mm -hmm. so to help Edmonton enforce their tyranny the other communities go along with it and I'm pretty sure that we don't get to vote for the mayor of Edmonton so why does the mayor of Edmonton control our lives so Whatever happens in Edmonton today, the same will surely follow for my community, or at least the county that I live in. But I live actually closer to a town in another community, so I'll be fine. But I'm just saying that it's <laughs> ridiculous because be we don't get a vote. <laughs> I'll be, I'm always fine. You're always fine. <laughs> John Entwistle gives us 20 bucks. If it wasn't for Fox and Rebel News plus a few others, these protests would be over by now. Well, you know what? I think there's some truth to that. And that's a good thing. The Indian blockades of railroads ended with covid and are soon to restart in the summer. I think you mean the um, wet sweat and protests. And then all of a sudden you'll see politicians reconfirm their commitment to peaceful protest. Pretty quick. And the police won't move in and ticket anybody at all. I actually don't even know uh, if too, too many were, people were charged. Actually, the police would hassle journalists like David Menzies who would go down there to cover it as opposed to the people who are actually blocking the railroads. Chalky Brush gives us uh, 20 bucks. The mass non-compliance is working. We are winning. Love to truckers. Keep it up and great show. Well, thanks very much. Gmarg MB, 10 bucks. If you have to follow the science, have faith in health officials paid by government and not question, then it isn't science. It's a cult. Yep. Science is, is about is questioning things. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my room agony, five bucks. Justin Castro, the great unifier. Who would have thought all it took was the stupidest prime minister in history to unite all of Canada? I do think he is the stupidest. Like, I think that's the thing that he's the best at. He's the dumbest. He's, he's the like best at being stupid. <laughs> yes. Himbo. A himbo. Himbo. A himbo. <laughs> <laughs> Becca Henderson gives us a buck. Did you see that the Ottawa police are now taking the firewood? Yeah, I saw that from truckers to prevent them from keeping warm. It's on the Freedom Convoy IG account. Yeah, they're taking fuel and naturally they would take the the firewood next. Becca Henderson gives us a buck breaking from Parliament. There's a motion to end restrictions. Really? The Conservatives definitely brought that forward and it's definitely going to get voted down if that is the case. C1CIS, two bucks. Sheila, it's time for another Rachel Notley book. I'm tired of reading your first two books. Yeah. She hasn't really done much, though, in the last four years. She's just, however, she has done more than the Conservatives federally in Ottawa by way of opposing Jason Kenney. But at the same time, she became sort of the de facto premier here for a time because whatever the NDP wanted, Jason Kenney would do it two weeks later in the name of public health, you see. So, yeah, I, I've got another book in me. Like I said, I'm sort of rattling around a parenting book. I also have some children's books in me, um, akin to, like, 
Don't Go With Strangers, A Child's Guide to Avoiding Vaccine Abduction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because there was like a, a time on which it was kind of popular on Twitter to offer to take other people's kids for a vaccine appointment. Mm-hmm. And I was going to write some uh, advice and just make it like a, if the aliens come to visit, don't go with them because they'll do medical procedures on you as a, uh, yeah, as like a, a parable of don't go with people who say that you need to do this medical thing that your parents don't want you to do because you'll end up on an alien spaceship. Just be careful. Um, let's keep going. <clears throat> or you know what? That too. <laughs> but I think we're still on YouTube, so we have to be pretty darn careful. Uh, Rolly Polioli gives us five bucks. The BS elites are so worried about the children. They confiscate the gas cans, fuel, trying to freeze everyone. So much concern. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. If you cared about the kids, you wouldn't be trying to freeze them freeze out them of the death. cab. Yeah. And I think we're all caught up. Yay. Well, that was so fun, Sheila. Yeah, that flew by. That was like the fastest hour and 15 minutes of work that I've done this week. No <laughs> offense to David Menzies. <laughs> I'm the new David Menzies. <laughs> no. No. No, He's there's a national one David Menzies. Yeah. Only one you. Yeah. 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 Uh, we should we should wrap up the show because I am going to be late for a meeting if I don't hurry. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Kat, I want to thank you so much for being my co-host on this wild ride, this last hour and 16 minutes. Uh, Mr. Producer AD, thanks for putting the show together. And thanks to everybody who chipped in to keep the lights on. Um, I'm not sure who's hosting tomorrow, but there's definitely a show on Friday. Always. Who's hosting? Do we know? Someone's hosting. Don't worry. Someone gorgeous. Oh, no, I don't Nat know. And Everyone's... Andrew. Oh, well, there you go. I was going to say everyone here is gorgeous. Yeah. But especially no, gorgeous. It's not an it's not an Andrew. And it's hard to nail down who's doing what these days, because um, with all these protest convoys and blockades popping off, we don't know what we're doing um, on any given day. But don't worry. We all have a show tomorrow. And as David Menzies always st- says, stay sane. And we are all together, we are all Canadians, we are all trekkers. We stand up for our people in Nunavut and all over Canada and the whole entire world and our children. This is the sound of change. Yeah.